Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. Hello and welcome to Video Games Now. My name is Rodney and I'm in course joined by the witty and the gritty, the jack of all trades of video games, Will... Hey everyone, and uh, the guy who's built like a brick shit house, the lean and mean Mark, aka Pex. How's it going, everyone? All right. Um, so sorry we didn't bring you a podcast last week. Uh, it, we got a huge dump of snow, and we just, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're unable to do anything with our lives because uh, the snow sucked. Uh, but uh, we got uh, classic games for you this podcast, and uh, like, where do we draw the lines with classic games? Like, which console do we cut it off at? Will, what do you think? I would say classic would be considered anything before the Wii. The Wii is like the line, I think. Yeah, I kind of agree. Mark, what about you? Yeah, I would tend to agree with that. Um, Yeah, GameCube, I think, was probably the last classic system that I loved. Yeah, okay. All right, so, uh, I mean, two against one for the Wii. So everything from the Wii and before coming up right now. All right, here we go. So, classic games. So, Will, what do you think? Well, like, what's what's your favorite classic game? Let's just start with that. Now we talked about it. Um, literally, we have to draw the line classic and retro. So, you say GameCube. I'm going to say the Wii. Anything, like, around the day I'm born, that I'm going to consider retro. Now, classic for me, I was a big fan of Fable. What about you guys? Um... My, uh, there's so many, man. Um, I'm a big RPG fan, so for me, like I remember playing Chrono Trigger for the first time, where like everything you did had an effect on everything, and it all it that game gave me the feels, and that was probably the first RPG that I played that uh, that was just awesome. Loved it. Yeah, uh, classics for me are like I had the NES, so um, I played <laughs> played Mario for hours and got frustrated when i couldn't get past level four or world four and mario three duck hunt uh oh yeah all those classics those are those are the ones that stick out in my mind i didn't have a super i didn't own a super nintendo but i played all the super nintendo games that you would obviously play what was your favorite mario oh the f- the first one i got with uh 
my 64 obviously was Mario 64 because it was a release title. But it's it's hard to say. I, I Galaxy was really good. I like Galaxy. It was, it was good. Uh, for me, it would have to be uh, Mario Sunshine. That one was just awesome. Um, yeah, uh, the Mario 64 was good because it was like the first one to do it. Kind of like that, but Mar- Mario Sunshine Man walking around with a little jetpack, cleaning off all the guys. He didn't get much better than that. Will, you're going to throw some shade on this. I- I'm-, I'm picking up here. A little bit. I did not expect uh, Mark to actually bring up Sunshine, and he literally caught me off the uh, off guard, and I'm going to say I'm actually very impressed. So good on you, Mark. Yeah, I... Uh, literally, uh, yes. Sunshine was a different style to the Mario franchise, but as uh, uh, Rodney here already said, N64 kind of brought in more of that 3D aspect. And uh, Mario 64 really was just fun to sit down and play, no matter what. The stupidest Mario, probably Paper Mario. Can we all agree on that? Uh, no, I, I like Paper Mario. Paper Mario was a lot of fun. Uh, I re- The 64 one was like, that's cute. Thousand Year Door for the GameCube was like A+. And then the one for the Wii came out, and it's like, why? Why would you make such an atrocious piece of game gaming mechanics? The last one for the DS was actually uh, pleasantly fun to play. I enjoyed it. I can't remember the name because like, we play way too many games, and uh, my brain just can't keep up with everything. Yeah, it, uh, Color Splash is what it was called. And uh, I yeah, I brought back the classic Paper Mario feel, but... I oh, it just brought back memories of the of the Wii one. If you look at the Wii Paper Mario as its own game, it's fine. Like it's it's a fun game, but as a part of the Paper Mario series, it's kind of me. Another good one for um, sixty four was uh, the first release of Pokemon Stadium. Like I thought that was awesome. Um, we need to get a uh, we need to get a we need to get a remake for either the Switch or for for xbox or even for playstation you're 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 get, you're like earning your weight here today in classics as i thought you'd be talking about oh yeah spyro and crash bandicoot but you're like <laughs> all in nintendo here. spyro was awesome that was like the first game i played for playstation yeah um but i agree pokemon stadium was really, really awesome the second one even was really awesome but a game uh will i'll let you go before i move on here um, if we're going to talk about Pokemon Stadium, I know Rodney and I have talked about this before. I don't know if you've played this, Mark, and we really want another, uh, either um, a remake, a sequel, I don't know, Pokemon Snap. Like, come on. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to bring up next. The Wii U was the perfect console for a Pokemon Snap, either a, like a, re- a remake or a sequel. Cause, come on, like, really? I-, I don't get it. I don't I don't get what is with Pokemon Snap. I just going around the little cart taking pictures didn't seem too fun for me didn't like it thought it was the worst game well yeah (laughs) well yeah if you put it that way i guess but when you play the game it was actually fun and there was only 150 pokemon at the time right you don't have to go around and try to catch all 700 so instead of going around playing like red blue you're just sitting in there taking pictures of them i just i don't know i just didn't get it all right man i'm gonna have to cut you off there like Pokemon Snap was a lot more than that. I'm betting you didn't really get into the game too hard, but there is a lot of strategy. There is secret Pokemon in those levels that you had to do quite a bit to get them to even pop out of their hiding spot. Yeah, you throw an apple at it. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? So you throw an apple at it, and it's like, oh, Electrode exploded. Oh, new area. Like, 
So now, now besides taking pictures, now we're you know making an animals angry at us. I guess uh, maybe that's why we don't have another Pokemon Snap. That would be Peta's fault. It, this is true, yeah. <laughs> Do we really know how well Pokemon Snap did? I mean, did they just not make another one because it sucked? Um, I'm pretty sure it was a like a pretty big seller. Like it did get re-released on the Wii um, as a DLC or um, what was it? The Wii um, Wii Store. So you're you're going as far as saying it's a classic? Oh, definitely. I'm just looking at uh, IMDb or not IMDb IMDb for for video games, which is Wikipedia, and uh, I, I it doesn't tell you how many copies it tell uh, it's sold in its lifetime unless i'm like development yeah uh, yeah i'm not really <laughs> seeing anything here but it was released in uh, north america on july 26 1999 right in the middle of the nintendo 64's life cycle uh yeah i mean like, it has good ratings uh, it's got like 83 out of 100 from egm and 33 out of 40 40 really <laughs> you couldn't go high you couldn't go to 50 you had to stay at 40 well that was from famasu game pros giving it four out of five stars game revolution c plus <laughs> just to be different they had to grade it like a like a school paper it was a c plus at best all right so uh moving on here so let's let's just go back to the beginning here the, the nes uh mark did you play the nes at all no, my first system was a uh, Sega, Sega Genesis, and uh, first game I played was uh, Street Fighter, which was awesome. Oh yeah, Street Fighter, yeah. Well. And and that's another that's another uh, classic system we didn't really bring up there, is we didn't really talk about Sega when they had their when they were making consoles. Well, maybe because Sega was not the best console out of all the classic consoles. That's why it was listed in the top ten we did. I don't know, man. I liked Sega better than NES when it came out. Yeah, yeah, no, I disagree. Well, go ahead. So, um, I'm going to agree a little with Mark here, mainly because I was a huge Sonic head when I was growing up. And um, if anyone know, you guys know me, I own every console. If it comes out, I own it. And I'm not really big on trading in games, so I have a massive collection at home as well. And I still have games going back to the Genesis and everything else. So, yes... I think Sega is a very underrated for what it put out. And uh, I really hope um, sooner or later people realize what Sega brought to the game industry. Did you own a Dreamcast? Yes, I did. So you're like the black sheep of this whole crowd. You're no, I, no, like, I don't know anyone that owned a Dreamcast. Actually, I know one other person and they were like, yeah, I'm selling my Dreamcast. <laughs> so yeah, it's like you and that other person that was carrying them along for a while. Dreamcast had some really good games. Um, I'm going to bring up a fighting game that it's kind of really hard to find. I picked it up a couple years ago at PAX when I was with Rodney, and Rodney didn't understand why I spent so much money on the game. But I'm going to say Power Stone. It ended up getting a Fox uh, cartoon in the morning on their uh, cartoon channel for Saturday. But I was a very big fan of uh, the Power Stone series, 1 and 2. I, I can't say that I, I played or even looked for a moment at Power Stone, so I have nothing to say about it. I I actually can't say that I've ever heard of Power Stone. That's that's you're on your own on that one. Was that for the, that was for the Genesis? Yeah. See, I didn't have a Gen like I barely glanced towards the direction of the Sega Genesis. So, Dreamcast. sorry, the Dreamcast. I was I was. Uh, yeah. Good. Good thing I. <laughs> yeah. I'm dead to you now. So. Uh, moving on though, I, I, with the Sega, like I, I, 
after the NES with the Super Nintendo when they had Mega Man come out. I think Mega Man was on Sega uh, on Sega too, wasn't it? Or was it just a? Uh, oh, it was on the NES, wasn't it? It was uh, Nintendo. Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Capcom? I I I thought Capcom made for Sega. I can't remember. I'm pretty sure back then um, most of uh, Capcom's deals were with Nintendo exclusively. But I could be wrong. This is something I might look up in a second for you. But um, yeah. Okay, but we can all agree Mega Man was a sick game. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. It, well, um, shout out to um, Igor Raptor. He did a sweet video called um, it, it's a series called Sequelitis, and he's talking about the. Uh, the first Mega Man and this and the second Mega Man and like kind of how um, how you make a sequel basically or comparing the two. So the first one, it's like, oh yeah, it's Mega Man. Yeah, what he's he's going on about it. And then the second one, he's like, this is like the perfect game. It's exactly it. It basically trains you from the beginning without any tutorial, like how to play the game. Like oh, you jump. Oh, you jump into the. It like level is. Oh, it's perfect. If if you got time to watch it and watch it, and then after that, watch the sequel. I just for Link to the Past and Ocarina of Time. That's one of my favorites. It's like thirty minutes long, but hey, if you're gonna listen to this thing for thirty minutes, then you might as well listen to that. I'm gonna jump in, and since I just looked this up, Mark, you're really earning your stripes today because Mega Man was on Sega consoles. That uh, that's what I thought, man. I I was when I was younger when I had the Sega, so. I was probably like five or six, I think. But I remember there was a few games I played. Street Fighter was one of them. And yeah, Mega Man was the other one. Um, I really enjoyed Mega Man, but I'm going to have to say there are some times where I rage quit. I remember playing this on the Game Boy and just that little screen. I, I You know, even as a kid, man, like just that fireball coming out from behind me when I'm jumping and that was it. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely earning your stripes, stripes like... Uh like uh, Will said, but uh, yeah, we gotta upgrade you to like lead host or something now. <laughs> there, there's another one that's uh, pretty classic, which was on the Super Nintendo, was Battletoads. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I, that I, one was a good one. Yeah, I, I remember that one. I didn't N play it though. Now, if I remember Battletoads, was that not a rare game? I, I'm not sure if it was a rare game or not, but I just I remember I just remember the game. I remember me and my buddy playing it all the time. That was a good one. Well, um, I I have it at home. I. I don't have time to go home now and uh, check it out. But on the Rare Replay, I'm pretty sure Battletoads was on there. So I think that was one of our Rareware's original games when they were still under uh, contract with Nintendo before Microsoft purchased them in 2002. Was, um... Oh, what is it? There's Battletoads... Double Dragon, too. Wasn't that a, a, a Rare title as well? And we're also, we're also forgetting Star Fox, too, which was an awesome Rare game. Star, uh, Star Fox wasn't rare. It was, uh, no, the, the was the original one rare? No, I don't think so. Yeah, it, it, the first one for for the SNES, it wasn't a wasn't a rare game. SNA, uh, rare was too busy cashing in on Donkey Kong Country. That's so. Uh, come on, Rodney, you got to speak up a little bit. Come on, tell us about some of the classics you've played. Hey, hey, give me a break here. I'm like doing like 18 things at once here. Um, yeah, classics I played. Uh, I do like the, the you know the old SNES games. Like I said, Donkey Kong Country and. Um, I, I I probably put so many hours into the 64, which is why I was like number one, top 10, you know. I don't know how many people actually agree with that because nobody leaves comments on our social media page. So hint, hint, audience there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the 64, I put a lot of hours in. I played like, I played so many hours of, uh, of Pokemon Puzzle League. And then we went to PAX last year and they're like, Pokemon Puzzle League uh, tournament. And I'm like, man, I've been waiting my whole life 
to just challenge somebody and just wreck them at Pokemon Puzzle League. So I like, just, I, I saw this ahead of time. Oh no, I brought my 64 down just cause. And then I saw this and I'm like, buddy, I'm, I'm going to play six, uh, puzzle league and just like gets like ridiculously conditioned to the game and i practice i like we went back to our hotel room and i'm like playing this thing on super hard and like not breaking a sweat and i'm like facing mewtwo and i'm like kicking his ass and i'm like oh i'm ready man i beat mewtwo like without even breaking a sweat and then we get there and it was just a warm-up round and this like asian girl just just destroyed me i'm like what the no like my whole life's a lie (laughs) i just couldn't freaking believe it and then then the actual tournament started and like i was so overwhelmed that i got just wrecked by this little asian girl that who wasn't even in the tournament she's like oh i'm just a standby and i'm like oh my god like it's a good thing you're a standby i'm just and uh yeah and anyways i played against this other guy and he just destroyed me and then my whole hopes and dreams were just like crumbled and destroyed so you lost to an asian girl who wasn't even part of the tournament and then you get into the tournament and you get what wrecked first round or yeah it was the best of three and i lo- i beat him once i beat him once and then i'm like okay i can beat this guy like i just the first the first two were just like a complete write-off i got lost within 20 seconds and i was like oh my god this is not gonna happen right you just barely beat him. I was standing right behind you, and you were having trouble. And then I remember after you lost, you're like, it's the controller. Well, you know what? I, I did wreck both my Nintendo 64 controllers playing that game growing up. Like, the control stick, just complete garbage now. So, Speaking of wrecking controllers, ever play the original... Uh mario party where you had to freaking rotate that joystick swear to god in the middle of my hand was there was like no skin there uh yeah they they actually had a lawsuit about that back in the day and they were releasing like gloves that for that particular mini game you put this glove on it's just just to avoid the lawsuit i just thought that was really funny i i can see that because that shit hurt and then um and then i've like broke two controllers doing that too and then like that's back in the day when you could rent Remember Blockbuster Video and all that when you could rent consoles, go there, rent consoles? So I broke two of their controllers playing Mario Party. And not only that, Mario Party is like the worst, like, friends over game ever. <laughs> like, you know, you, Monopoly is another bad one. Like, any Mario Party game is not is, is a no-go zone. And I in, on the Wii version of Mario Party, or one of the Wii version of <laughs> if I had a camera up Will's face right now, it's just priceless. Anyways, um, yeah, that one has one game where you have to shake the soda bottle, and you have to be the first one to, like, uh, open the bottle and then get get your stream or whatever, your soda stream the highest. And the, the controls for that was, like, shaking the Wiimote back and forth. And, and yeah, if anyone's played that minigame, they know exactly what I'm talking about. And the, and the funny thing is, if like, if I was playing with against, you know, a couple other guys and a couple girls, the girls would always win. Fun fact. Um, oh, man. Um, the way you just demonstrated that was a little super slow. If you want to win, you kind of want to jerk that a little more. <laughs> yeah, you know, no visual, no visual for, for the audience, but I'm sure your mind is, is going exactly where it needs to go for that one. All right, moving away from the from that awful god awful installment of Mario Party. What's which okay, let's actually just talk about Mario Party for a second. Like mm-hmm. that game. Wh- which one is your favorite? Cuz they're all bad. Let's let's be honest, they're all just the worst thing ever made, but yeah. Um the early ones were pretty good. Like 1 and 2 were Probably my favorite, maybe even three. But when you get like later on, I they just got too stupid and too kiddy 
for for my liking and the, like the mini games were stupid and yeah i personally i thought it was always really stupid but you know nintendo didn't really have too like that many multiplayer games where you can just jump in with your friends and kind of have a good time mario party i think they were trying to attempt that more but the mini games were very 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 stupid even growing up i thought they were just overdone I, I highly disagree. You had Smash Bros. You had Mario Kart. You had like anything other than Mario Party to play for multiplayer. Yeah, I was just going to jump on that too. No, but I mean like they don't have like a huge catalog of compared to like other consoles. They were trying to get more of multiplayer. They grew like Nintendo started, you know, with a two player console and then they've grown um now we're at the switch which is back to pretty much a one player if unless you really want to just each use a joy con well like not to mention that their online has always been garbage so they they did ha they did have a lot of multiplayer games but that's that's how you did them back in the day and now everything's online and nintendo's got to catch up all right, let's uh, let's switch gears for a little bit because we've been basically talking about nintendo the whole time let's talk about some ps stuff all right so I'm not huge on fighting games, but I remember the very first uh, PlayStation game I played, and it had a huge impact on me and my friends, Tekken. It was just a different style game compared to what I was used to. I'd never played a fighting game, and um, it was more brutal. Like, I was a kid. Like, watching my avatar, like, just literally pummel another, like, my friend's play, uh, player or even the story mode, it was just fun. Yeah, Tekken was good. I'm um, going to have to disagree with you there. I like um, Mortal Kombat, but they kind of did it a little RPG-ish too. So you like you had your fighter and you walked around and you challenged all the other fighters. That one was really good. Now, see, I would have brought up Mortal Kombat, but because, like I said, I was never into fighting games. I didn't even own Tekken. My friend just brought it over to my place and said, oh, I picked this up uh, cheap somewhere I can't remember and uh, let's play and um, but Tekken really brought me on the board and made me go back and revisit like the original Mortal Kombat on the Sega systems and stuff like that yeah that's um yeah I can't argue with anything there uh, what I was gonna I was gonna switch just a little bit I was gonna bring up uh, Grand Theft Auto Grand Theft Auto especially what was it the one that was still bird's eye view number three this that is on the SNES right no, this is on PlayStation. Uh, oh, there was a bird's eye view one on the PlayStation. Yeah. Or yeah, there was. Yeah, it was. It was three. It was the last one. Their video was actually so violent it was banned. That game itself was oh, yeah. banned in some yeah. in some countries. Yeah, I, I remember reading this somewhere now. Um, I thought that top bird top down one was like on the SNES for some reason, and it's like that's the most un Nintendo game ever, and it's on the SNES by now. No, it, it was kind of funny though because the the game didn't even look that good, but like the video, the opening video, you're like, oh man, this is gangster, and then you actually get into it and you're like, oh, like this isn't even that bad at all, but. Uh, it got worse as it, it, as we get down onto the PS4. Yeah, but going back to fighting games, I'm kind of in the same boat as Will. I didn't really play too much. That like just I wasn't really into them. Uh, but I did play. I mean, Pokemon Tournament, which isn't a classic, but yeah, you guys both rolled your eyes, so I'm 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 totally on that boat there. But um, I yeah, I played like Soul Calibur for the game, the GameCube version, because I'm like I just want to play as Link. I don't give a crap who any of these other people are. So yeah, that and like. Uh, actually, that's probably about it for me. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not the biggest into fighters either. Um, too many combos. Too many hard combos. 
Yeah, it's just not my cup of tea either. And then I just rage quit hard because it's just like, like, I feel like I have no control over my character, like, personally. And then you go to the arcade. They still have those. Uh, they go to the arcade and then there's, like, the old-style fighting machine with, like, 18 buttons and, like, a joystick. And one guy's, like, just, like, comboing hard. And you're like, yeah, I could never even <laughs> attempt to do that. Now, going back and, like, I remember, and I still, um, I would say, I guess on my latest, no, it would have been the 360 tech, and I can't remember what it was. I think that was seven or eight. I bought the collector's edition, and I bought, it came with the arcade, like, the stick, but it only had the four buttons, so I didn't really have much to learn, right? But if we're talking another classic, and we're talking arcade a little bit, and it was at home release as well, DDR. DDR. Best drunk game ever. I uh, can't say that I'm good or a fan of DDR, but I also I love I love when like you go to the movie theater and you got the whole DDR setup and you see the little Asian kid just giving her props to him. But uh, yeah, it's not my thing either. I I feel like you're just trying to cover up that you're just amazing at DDR. Like you like you get so drunk that like you just just destroy everybody. He makes those pecs dance. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I mean. It's always people that you don't expect to be good at the game, too, and you're like, why, why? It's like Guitar Hero for, like, athletic people. And then they get that little bar on the backs, and they grab the bar, and they're just, like, their feet are moving so fast. Yeah, um, speaking of actually just kind of putting to the side classic games, and just let's talk about arcade, like, at the movie theater for a second. Every time I go to the movie theater, I'm down to play Time Crisis. Like, I love Time Crisis. I, I probably spend, like, 20 bucks per go to the movie theater on Time Crisis, and then Will's, like, Will spends, like, maybe five bucks, but I'm just, like, all in <laughs> on Time Crisis. So, uh, any other games you guys like playing at the movie theaters? It's a good question. I can't, I'm trying to think of, um, Time Crisis is, like, was one, yeah, one of the best. Um, there's always the one with that big shotgun. I can't remember the name of it, but the, it's, it's yeah, the, we got the, it at the Wonderland there. That one was always really good. Yeah, the hunting one, right? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. I, I find with those games, like, I'm not, I'm not blaming the controller, but I'm blaming the controller. Like, it feels like the guns are just not calibrated properly. Like, the people who actually calibrated, like, don't give a, don't give a shit. They're just, like, just point at the screen at random and just calibrate it. Yeah, yeah, when those animals are walking across, oh, yeah, you're pointing right at the thing and... You're missing it, or it's shooting to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, if we're talking about like uh, games at movie theaters or just arcade in to uh, general, I may be coming off sounding a little older here, but I've really enjoyed playing um, Donkey Kong, the original Donkey Kong, uh, um, Pac-Man, and even uh, Golden Compass. The arcade versions just made the game that much better. Oh, yeah, I've never played the arcade versions of those games. I mean, the, yeah, the NES was, like, the closest I got to the to those titles. But they didn't even have the original Donkey Kong in NES, did they? they there was a big library game. Actually, maybe it was. I, I mean, it has the same art style as any other NES game, so. Yeah, uh, Mario was on NES, right? Or was that Donkey Kong we were talking about? Like, Donkey Kong the, where, he's, the throwing the yeah, where yeah. he's throwing the barrels down and you have to get to Peach, right? That was on NES. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, what's what's some other classic arcade games that you guys have played that are cool? I guess was that Donkey Kong or Mario? It was uh, Donkey Kong because Mario already had his own franchise, and literally uh, they brought in Donkey Kong, and he wasn't what we know him as now. He was the antagonist, and uh, he became something a lot more in the future, which 
another his own franchise, right? Yeah, I I actually played that game quite a bit in DK sixty four because you know, there's the, the two mini games that you had to play. The harder one was the space the space uh, man one. I can't remember the name of that one. We have to fly around and collect all these things. Uh, yeah, that game was actually hard in, in the actual uh, Donkey Kong 64. Uh, Diddy Kong 64 was pretty good too. Or I think it was the sequel, or it came out a little after, but it was still all, it, it was on the 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was that was a pretty good one too. Now, um, talking about the original Donkey Kong, um, the first one was okay. The second one, do you know? Because I still have my Game Boy, and I go back and play it periodically. I just beat the uh, second Donkey Kong, I think maybe six or seven years ago. That was a game, like, I always got to that last final level, and I just blew it. So, sorry, which one? Uh, I think it was Donkey Kong 2. Donkey, so Donkey Kong Country 2? No, it was, like, still Barrel, I think. I'm pretty sure it was the original, uh, yeah. Oh, DK, like Donkey Kong Jr. where he's wearing yeah. a t-shirt, right, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we're going a little off topic here, but speaking of uh, bosses that just were impossible and dr- drive you nuts was uh, Banjo-Kazooie, the witch there at the end. She was brutal, and I, that was one of them. I r- literally rage quit and just oh, smashed my controller. You, actually, I'm going to completely agree. I'm pretty sure I put down that game for a couple months. It might have even been a year before I picked up Banjo-Kazooie again because that that boss fight literally ruined the game for me. For me, the worst boss ever is from Majora's Mask, and it's that stupid water temple fish thing. I just, like, no matter what you do, you're getting injured, like, uh, like a lot. So uh, you went in with max fairies, and you used all of them. Like, oh, that boss. I, that temple itself was just uh, super annoying. And then add that boss to it. That's just, like, the worst level slash boss ever. Now, um, kind of starting to change the topic and go back to classics. I want to bring up PlayStation again. Um, I'm a big fan, uh, comic fan, Marvel, DC, uh, Dark Horse, everything. One of the biggest games I've played, and it still is in my head to this day, would have been the Spider-Man game for the PlayStation. It opened, it was like a huge open world and it literally allowed you to web swing around the city. Did either of you get a chance to play this? I I wasn't sure if it was the original one, but I did play one of those Spider-Man and it was incredible. It like looked amazing. You're you're swinging around. There's a Statue of Liberty, and it, yeah, it was incredible. Uh, the first one was a little too sandboxy. Like you, like I, I, if I'm not wrong, you couldn't go on the ground. Uh, you would if you fall down, you die. Yeah. But the the other one was huge, open world. You know, you're you're walking around in the streets. That that one that one was my favorite. Yeah, literally. For its time, like if you were, if I was to go back to that game now, it would literally look horrible. I haven't played it in years, but it just it's it's in the in my head. Like it's always gonna be there. I don't know if I ever want to revisit the game unless maybe it got remastered. But hey, we keep getting Spider Man games, right? So why would they remaster it? Yeah, um, yeah, that was on the PS One. You guys said right. So yeah, I I didn't play very many PS One games because I. Like, before I got my 64, it was, like you said earlier, Mark, when Blockbuster rented out game systems. So we we got the PS1, we got Croc, which was, well, I liked it, but now now that I'm actually, you know, a game connoisseur, if you if you will, uh, it was garbage. Uh, but I played Gran Turismo and Spyro, Twisted Metal, all those, you know, general <laughs> PS1 games. 
Twisted Metal, that was a good one. We uh, that was that game when it first came out. That was different. That was that game was really fun. I always chose the cops because I just like like zapping them with the, <laughs> with the lights. <laughs> but yeah, that, that that game was fun. And yeah, and then I got the sixty four, and then I just said Sony. Sorry, I'm I'm a Nintendo lifer now. So yeah, I'm gonna go back to uh, Twisted Metal. I actually had the privilege of meeting the game uh, creator. I I'm, if I'm trying to remember his name correctly, I think it's David Jaffrey. I'm looking this up right now. Um, but he's also the developer and creator for the God of War series which I'm a huge fan of. And that's also going back, uh, I guess the first God of War was on the PS2, which I, I think we're still going to consider a classic. That was a huge uh, uh, title for the PlayStation. Yeah, I, I, I would agree if I played it. Uh, <laughs> I've never played it because, like I said, I just stuck to the Nintendo line until, I mean, I played a lot of Xbox too, but I never really stuck with PS at all. I was I was gonna bring that up next is uh, Xbox. Like we should talk about Xbox because that was that system when it came out was so powerful. When Halo came out, it was so gorgeous. Everyone loved Halo. What, what were your thoughts about Halo? Well, I actually have pr- probably put more hours into Halo than I like all the Halos than Pokemon Puzzle League. And <laughs> like, I just, I don't think anyone understands how many hours I put into Pokemon, but like I'd come home every day and play for like four hours. So that's four hours for like, like nine years I played that game. I swear to God. And it's just like, <laughs> how was your online, uh, how's your online game? Cause you, you, you talked about doing a lot of speed runs and stuff like that, but did you ever get into the online? Yeah, I, I was definitely into the online. Uh, I was a God awful in halo one and two, but, uh, I was, yeah, no, I was, I was going to say, oh, I was okay. No, I was God awful in Halo 2, but uh, Halo 3 is when I started to get a little bit better. I was able to, you know, not die every two seconds. And then Halo, Halo Reach is when I really took off uh, playing competitively with uh, Halo. Now, uh, we've touched up on that, uh, the Halo subject on a previous uh, podcast, so I don't want to talk about it too much. But if we're going to talk about classics, yes, Halo 1, amazing game. And like you brought up, speedrunning, yes, Rodney and I do. have uh, done that, and it's very fun to do uh, Halo 1 speedrun. Now, if we're going to talk about number two, number two can just go die. <laughs> yeah, after you, after you get Jackal 360 no-scope sniped, I'm just so done with that that game. I just don't want to do it anymore. Number two is really good. Um, I was a big, oh, I love number two. Like online, I got so good at like sticking people. Like, I remember there was that small, where there was, like, a base on either side, and you could literally just, from one base, just stick guys that were, like, trying, that were just hanging out on the other side. Yeah, there's, like, a different version of that map on every Halo. But, yeah, I know the one you're talking about, the sniper map, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was that map. So, you liked Halo 2. I think you're going to have to uh, join us on one of our next upcoming uh, speed runs, and we're going to see if you like Halo 2 as much as you do on Legendary... When you get Jackal no scoped and he doesn't like he literally doesn't look at you. He's just like sideways. Bang. You're dead. Well, once we do three, you can do four player co-op. So we'll make you three is going to be unforgiving as well, but not as bad as Halo 2. But <laughs> still. Did did you see that um, red versus blue that came out of from Halo 2? I think that came out like right after Halo 2. That was always hilarious. Those comic strips. Yeah, um, yeah, those guys did a good job making some funny stuff, and uh, uh, yeah, so check out Red versus Blue, which I'm sure any, anyone who's listening to this has because it's a it's a thing. But 
Yeah, I uh, I love red versus blue. Um, like uh, everyone knows, um, I go to a uh, PAX every year, and I remember a couple years ago, red and blue, uh, red versus blue were there in full force, and they were selling limited edition Master Chief figures, red and blue. Right on. Uh, so Halo, going back to Halo One, Halo One was as a game a masterpiece in my humble opinion. Like perfectly balanced, uh, for its time, mind you. Uh, perfectly balanced uh you felt like a super soldier like your character was actually supposed to be portraying i mean even on legendary like once you get good you still feel like a super soldier right so they actually uh brought out the um, i don't know if you knew about this but instead of like like a land party you would hook up your you would hook up your pc it would be like xbox connect system link system link yeah you could actually system link your 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 xbox and play halo with like online like the original and that was super fun too but it was the pistol the that kind of ruined that for me it it was just too overpowered and that's like the only gun that anyone ever used the the human pistol yeah yeah the human pit well the human pistol saves your life in uh in single player because you're like oh hunter single shot from the pistol just kills it or uh uh, something else single killed stuff besides the rocket launcher obviously and the sniper rifle yeah oh yeah the shotgun i guess yeah um i love the pistol i i played uh halo one multiplayer probably uh, with my friends a lot and my two weapons were the sniper and the pistol and i no one could stand in my way well, yeah, because the sniper, you can one-shot kill anybody. You shoot him in the freaking toe and he's dead. Like, you know, so, uh, yeah, they, they definitely fixed that in Halo 2 where you can't kill anything with a sniper rifle, so. All right, so uh, I think it's time to check out the news of the week here, Will. So why don't you uh, take, the, take that away and let us know what's happening this week in gaming news. All right, so we're going to start this off now since it's the beginning of the month. And uh, everyone, welcome to March. Uh, yeah. Let's start with uh, games for, uh, with gold. So peop, uh, anyone out there with uh, gold uh, subscription for Xbox, you're now available uh, to download Trials of the Blood Dragon for the Xbox One and Super Hot, which is an award-winning first-person shooter developed by a, a relatively new indie studio. I wish I wrote down the name. I just can't remember it. And then also on the 360, we have Brave the Video Game, which was amazing. If either of you got the chance to play it, we'll maybe touch up on that in a second. Is that like based off the Disney? Yes. Oh, really? So you get like fight bears and and stuff? Yeah, but it was super fun. It was a different style game. And uh, for 360 as well, we have the Quantum Conundrum. I've never played it. I might give it a shot. Maybe I'll pull out my 360. Um, PlayStation Plus, this... I guess more up uh, your alley, Mark. Uh, we have Bloodborne um, now available f- to be downloaded for free with PlayStation Plus, and we also have Ratchet and Clank. I didn't. I didn't. I was never a fan of Bloodborne. I thought that's like kind of like a. It was like a poor man's God of War a little bit. Now, if we're talking Bloodborne, which we can touch up on it right here, right now. That was a game I did not rage quit, but it was very close to a game that I actually threw a controller through a glass window, and that would be called Dark Souls. Damn. Y- yeah, that's uh, that's all you got to say, Mark. You have you ever played Dark Souls, and you're a PS dude? No, I've I've never played Dark Souls. Well, right. you, lucky you, because you know I've I've almost killed someone once because of Dark Souls. No, it, I I just died a lot in Dark Souls. <laughs> yeah. The game was ridiculously hard, but the, thir- the third one is a little bit more forgiving, but not by much. 
Yeah, actually going back there. Wasn't there a game for, uh, I don't know if it was Super Nintendo or Nintendo, but you literally couldn't die? You had to do the whole game from start to finish, and there was no saves, and it was probably one of the most difficult games. I I, I can't, I, I, the name is escaping me right now, but. You, you know what I'm talking about, right? I'm trying to remember the name. I do relatively remember something similar to that. Do you, what about you, Rodney? How about any NES game ever? <laughs> you gotta finish the game all in one go. Unless you're like, like I said in the top ten, like Zelda was. You, you got your save, but the game wasn't easy. It was super challenging. Uh, but uh, anyways, what, what's happening in the news still there? Will keeper keeper uh, going? Going uh, with PlayStation Plus for PS3. You can now download Legend of K and also Mighty Number no. Nine, which is. Uh, created by Keiji Inafune, which was the creator of Mega Man, which we were talking about earlier. Um, I really enjoyed Mighty Number no. 9, and I'd tell uh, anyone out there to maybe give it a shot. It is um, a cross-buy, so if you uh, download it on the PS3, you can also get it on the PS4. Um, coming uh, Also, we have any Vita lovers up there out there. You're now available to download Claire Extended Cut. And the Bombing Busters, which is also another cross-buy with the PS4. Now going into gaming news. Unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to completely get all the news this week, but I want to talk up on uh, three um, three things uh, that I, I noticed. And the first one is the new Xbox Spring update is now going to add 1440p video support. Now, come on, give me your thoughts. 1440? 14, that's strange. I I I I work professionally, like film and video, and I like that. That seems strange to me. Fourteen forty. That's not a ra- an aspect ratio that I would ever choose. So, I I mean, there's nineteen twenty by ten eighty, which is the standard HD formatting. But yeah, ten fourteen forty. I think it's a. It might be an HDR thing actually. Uh, now that I think about it. So yeah, I can look that up and. Could be completely paired for the next plot. Yeah, I'm not podcast, too really sure. But... So, uh, so since I've been killing it and surprising you guys, I'll just add this: uh, Star Fox actually was developed by Rare. Can you? Can, oh man, we need to buy you a case of beer here. Wow. <laughs> so, but but you know, and then we can give Google one as well because I'm sure <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, fourteen. I think fourteen forty has some. Maybe has something to do with HDR. Uh, audience if i'm completely wrong and a f- big fat liar let me know yeah well yeah we all look into this a bit more maybe we can touch up on it uh next week um in the news thing as well because that seems like a pretty big update any for uh for the xbox what do you guys think yeah i mean they need to fix master chief collection because that's way overdue <laughs> but uh but yeah uh you know, HDR supports what, what people are moving towards now to, you know, for a little bit more realism and stuff. So, yeah. Um, speaking of Master Chief Collection, I don't think we're going to get any updates for that or any fixes. They pretty much just abandoned that and that's what they've pretty much said. Um, so let's hold out hope for maybe a new announcement of uh, another Halo game this year. Cross your fingers. Yeah, uh, I, I really like Master Chief Collection and I like the doing the achievement hunting because like that game, I feel like I'm fulfilling something when I'm going after all these achievements, even though I'm not, I'm really not. I'm just spending more time in front of the TV, you know. All right. And also this week we were treated to a brand new Far Cry 5 trailer. Uh, it's called Baptism and we will have it shortly on our social media pages. Have either of you gotten a chance to check it out? 
I did. Uh, it looks great. I mean, I wasn't. I picked up the last Far Cry Primal. Played that a bit. I wasn't too impressed with the whole idea. I mean, there was a lot to do, so it, it was good. But um, I'm hoping to get a little more from this one. Um, Far Cry Primal was a different uh, situation for the Far Cry series. Story-wise, there was still a little bit, but it took a while to get used to just caveman speaking gibberish. Uh, d- there was no story. I-, I felt the story in Far Cry was very um, like shallow, didn't really touch on much. And then the whole caveman thing kind of got old super fast, like not enough attacks, not enough to do kind of thing. Uh yeah I I played the first I haven't played anything past the first one I played a lot of the first one and I remember liking the story in the first one I can't uh, I can't recall exactly what it was because it was like ten years ago but um the first one like a classic game definitely uh, I I'm gonna hopefully touch up your memory a little bit but you play um a merc maybe not a mercenary but a soldier that's kind of lost his way and he gets injected with this experimental drug yeah. that kind of turns him a little more feral. And gives them uh, like animal powers. Do you guys uh, remember this a little bit? Yeah, it's coming back now. Uh, I remember that, and I just remember it was an FPS, and it was fun, and yeah. I played a lot, a lot of that. <laughs> it was also um, re-released on the the Wii, if anyone remembers that. And the controls weren't too bad, but I did have some problems with it. Uh, that's a lot of things with stuff that's been ported to the Wii. Like everyone's like, "Why are the controls so stupid?" You know. Um, I like uh, mind you, Call of Duty, I played Call of Duty World at War on the Wii, and I was just, I just was really good at it because I didn't have to, it was like kind of like PC like PC gamers just destroy console players because they have that freedom to move their their look their um, looking axis around more freely, and I felt like that that way on the Wii because I was pointing at the screen exactly where I wanted to aim, so I was like out reflexing everybody right. So, all right, uh, any more news for the week there, Will? And uh, there was also a new game announced, um, Defiance 2050. Now, the original Defiance wasn't a huge seller off the bat. It was. It kind of took off more when the TV show was announced, which was uh, developed by Sci-Fi. Um, I don't know if either of you got a chance to check it out. I enjoyed it. I like Sci-Fi shows, so I always get the chance to um, check those out. It uh, lasted three seasons, and uh, it, it was fun to watch so i'm looking forward to getting another uh, sci-fi game that kind of gives me a good sci-fi feel uh guys ever look into the first defiance hear anything about it like i said it kind of like just went under the rug no i i can't, can't say i know what you're talking about yeah, I didn't hear about the game until you literally just said it like two seconds ago, so sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're, we should be on this podcast. Actually, Mark's earned his strike. I'll leave. I'll just get up and leave, and you guys can just record this whole thing by yourself here. No, you're the host, man. We need you. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, and then uh, we released a video the other day on the uh, new ESRB response to the uh, loot boxes and DLC and stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on that, Will? Well, we are going to touch up on that in a upcoming podcast but it's a it's a situation that has plagued gamers for a while now maybe not so bad than it's gotten when battlefront 2 really got all that controversy Ah, controversy sorry guys i'm having a little getting a little tongue-tied on that one but um i think 
I don't know. I I don't really think ESRB what they're doing is gonna make a difference. You're literally just putting a label on a game. If the you if that's gonna stop someone from buying loot boxes, or even just putting them in games, I don't think it really matters. Honestly, you get uh, you you get what you pay for. There's there's some people that that need to have like a hundred different costumes or this or that, and then other and then like. And then there's other people that just that don't care. I don't I don't I don't see what the big deal is. And I mean, yeah, I guess like you brought up earlier, Rodney, that um, uh, kids could steal or the credit card from their mom and, you know, buy like ten thousand dollars worth of loot boxes. But I mean, you should keep that stuff out of your child's hands anyway. So I don't know. Um. Yeah, I do agree. Um. That is definitely if when I have kids, my credit card is going to be a little more secure. So I, I, I'm not going to be one of those uh, poor suckers you uh, read about on the Internet that uh, their kids just spent all their money. But there's also another thing that I find funny. And um, I guess I'm going to have to bring up a story I remember reading a couple weeks ago. Is there if anyone either of you are aware um, have played um, what is it called? Uh, Counter-Strike CSGO. They do a lot of loot boxes for their guns and even weapon skins and stuff like that. And there was literally a, a skin, just a sniper skin. Now, I'm seriously telling you it was a skin, just an in-game skin. Like, seriously, that sold for $60,000. What? Are you kidding? It, it doesn't increase the damage. It doesn't do anything else. Just look different. Wow. Wow. Yeah, um I don't I don't even I wouldn't spend 60 grand on you know like a good pair of shoes, you know, like so let alone a skin on a game, so that's crazy. And 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 that's what I mean. Like that's to, to his their own. That that's fine, but like I mean the ratings on the box aren't going to do anything. No, but literally like it's a skin. Um I think those that is where people are making money off of a couple of the loot boxes things. I think there is a few things that some games are doing properly. Like if you get a loot box, the the thing is equi- uh, like equipped to your account, bound to it, where you can't try to make money off of um, things that you've kind of like gotten through the loot boxes. Yeah, and uh, kind of we were talking about this off the air, uh, Mark, but uh, you're saying like it's it's one thing if it's like hey give us this much money like i'm gonna use clash of clans like sorry gamers there's memes going around the internet right now but clash of clans not being an actual video game but i'm just gonna use it as an example um clash of clans you go into the shop and it's like hey you give us 27.99 you get this and you get that end of story so okay i'll spend 27.99 on that no problem right but it's just the rng base um, system of the loot boxes that's just like oh I just spent like four dollars and I got like duplicate items like what what is this right uh, and 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 what the ESRBs they only responded because some lawyer in in California was like hey you should do something or we're gonna take you to court and they're like all right here we're gonna put labels on that. you know what I mean like it's just complete reactionary to to, to this lawyer thing that happened or the senator or whatever it was and 
yeah, it's just they need to do more uh, than just put a label on the box. They're trying to reach out to parents and be like, hey, you know, here's how you handle the, par- the parental con- controls on, on the system to, well, how does that s- stop anything? You know, you're still, they're still going to get your credit card and they're still going to spend money. They're going to find ways around it. Like, you know, these new kids just know technology, like they're born into it. So I also think it's just like the one thing is just kind of greasy. They're already charging us like $80 for a game. And now it's like, oh, $20 for this DLC, $40 for this. And you, and like you say, sometimes you get absolute garbage and it's like, oh, okay. It's, yeah, I just don't like loot boxes. But yeah, like you said, like, let's use Destiny as an example. We're, we're you know what? Let's cut it off here because the next podcast is going to be about DLC and loot boxes and console exclusives. So we can get way more into this on the next podcast. So the podcast, I'm sure you noticed, is quite long. Uh, we just did a recent poll on our Facebook page. How long do you like podcasts? Do you like 30 to 60 minutes or do you like 60 to 90 minutes? I listen to podcasts that are two hours long. I don't know why, but I do. So yeah, just if, if this podcast was way too long, just get, shoot a comment on our Facebook page and we will shorten it just a little bit and uh, um, make it just short enough so that you can drive to work and listen to our podcast. Anyways, thanks a lot for uh, listening to the VGN podcast. Let us know your thoughts on our Facebook page uh, or whatever else, or our, our Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram, or if, if it's a social media outlet, we're on it. So check Check us out, leave some comments, leave some likes, suggestions, anything like that. Mark, you got anything to say before we uh, sign off here? I took the words out of my mouth. Uh, Give us a shout, Instagram, Facebook, all that, and let us know how we're doing. Yeah, it's a a team game here at Boys and Girls, so uh, let us know how we're doing and uh, let us know how we can get better and keep you entertained. So thanks a lot. Uh, So yeah, next episode is coming out on Thursday, March 8th. It'll be all about DLC and loot boxes, like I said. So thanks, and we'll see you all on the next one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.